0: What is up, everyone? It is Wednesday night. So, you guys know what that means. Another edition of the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built in Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. I am your host, Peter DiBiase. You can always follow me on Twitter at Peter. I will follow you guys back. Tonight, we got a jammed, packed show for you. So, obviously, if you guys know, the trade deadline happened uh, or concluded yesterday at 4 p.m., Bills made a couple moves. So, we're going to break that down. We'll try to get to the Packers game. If we don't get to the Packers game, no worries. Breaking tables and conflict of interest on Monday and Tuesday did a great job of recapping that. So if we don't get to it, no worries, because we'll be doing the trade deadline. We will give you our Picasso's player of the game. Uh, Shout out to Picasso's, our sponsor of the show. For the best pizza in Buffalo, it's got to be Picasso's. Every night is pizza night. So we'll give you guys our Picasso's uh, play of the game halfway through the show. And then we'll look forward to the Jets on Sunday. We'll give you our preview. We'll break that down for a little bit and we'll give you our game predictions all the way up to 9-9-15. We cannot do that without our guest tonight, the Buffalo Sauce God.
1: Welcome on to the show, my man. How are you doing tonight? Peter, I'm always I'm always incredibly excited to come on and talk about Buffalo Bills, but I'm happy to be back on here with Buffalo Blitz with you, brother. Uh, last time was a great show, man, so I really can't wait to talk about some of these trades and some of the action coming up this week, so thank you for having me on, Peter.
0: Of course, man. Of course, man. Before we get into... The trades, obviously, where can everyone follow you on Twitter? I know it's obviously on your uh, handle right there, but also where can everyone find your show?
1: uh so every friday night 7 p.m eastern standard time we have the sit down myself and mafia montage at mafia montage a little quick mm-hmm. shout out to him he will actually not be on with me this friday night he's taking a, a dinner or something somewhere else but every friday night oh, 7 God. p.m right here on facebook youtube and twitter is the sit down on the built-in buffalo network and of course it's a partnership with underdog fantasy pete which is really a great way to have some fun playing fantasy and pickups bro it
0: is yeah underdog fantasy um it's fun. I, I, I've used it a couple of times. It gets um, We're like right
1: fun. there to winning with like a live pick too. I'm so excited about it. Yeah. Man. It's I And mean, right
0: Lance, Lance not coming on Friday. Come on, Lance. What are you doing? I hope Lance, what is are you doing? Me. Eating dinner somewhere else. <laughs> no, come on, Lance. He's better than that. Uh, he won't hear the end of that. Jim's coming in. Appreciate Jim. Um, appreciate you watching tonight, guys. As always, the comment section is open. Any questions, any comments, any concerns, all that fun stuff. We'll try to get to that to you as best as we can talk about anything you want. And, or anything bills related, we'll get to it. Obviously, um, and drop a like, drop a comment wherever you guys are watching. And as always, if you guys do miss this episode, you can always rewatch it on Facebook or YouTube. But if you prefer that uh, podcast version of this, this comes out tomorrow morning on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And a full podcast, like I said, um, comment section is open. So we're gonna get into, we're gonna get right into the trade deadline. And before we get to that, I'm gonna pre- just recap what the Bills yesterday. So if you guys missed it. Um, and it's hard to miss all this stuff, but if you guys missed this, I will just quickly do a rundown and then me and Anthony will get right into it. So the bills obviously acquired Naeem Hines from the Indianapolis Colts. They gave up a six, which could turn potentially into a fifth as well as running back Zach Moss. They also acquired Dean Marlowe, safety Dean Marlowe, former Buffalo Bill from 2018 to 2020 from the Atlanta Falcons in exchange for a 2023 seventh round pick. They activated Tredavious White from the pup. So he's has the chance to play this weekend. We can obviously get into that uh, conversation in a bit. They reinstated cornerback Xavier Rhodes to the practice squad, which most people forgot about, rightfully so, because he came here and got injured. They released D tackle Brandon Bryant, and they released wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins, who was actually claimed today by the New York Giants, so Isaiah Hodgins has no chance of coming back. Brandon Bryant, obviously, we'll wait to see what happens. And they released cornerback Jordan Miller from the practice squad. So the Bills, Brandon being in the front office, Had a busy day. So we're going to get right into that. Obviously, we're going to start with the Naeem Hines trade.
1: Anthony, give me your initial reaction to the Naeem Hines trade. It was a great trade. I mean, because everybody was looking at Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, and Cam Akers. But yet, what do the Bills do? They never go for any of these three people that they're ever rumored linked with. They go for somebody completely out of the blue. But somebody... That's been, I feel, underutilized by the Indianapolis Colts because of the all world running back that they have in Jonathan Taylor. Now, when I heard Naheem Hines, I instantly thought back to 2020 in the playoffs. Six carries for 75 yards. Dude was torching us because of his speed. It wasn't even necessarily Jonathan Taylor in 2020 that was actually having any success against us in the playoffs. It was Naheem Himes. I mean, when you're averaging over 10 yards a carry on only six carries, That says a lot about the guy. Now, if you look at his stats, yeah, they're not mind-boggling as far as the running game goes. But if you look, the dude is quite the receiver out of the backfield. And that's mostly attributed to the fact that Jonathan Taylor takes that workload on in Indianapolis as that primary running back. So, Naeem Hyman kind of comes in and does a little bit of what... Matt Breida did a little bit last year, you know what I mean? Filling in a little bit in the backfield. But I think the biggest thing was for me was that I wanted to see what did we give back in return. And, of course, we didn't give up much draft capital. We traded Zach Moss. So I thought that, wow, you really go out there and find a guy that – can contribute to this team, not command a lot of snaps necessarily. You know, like a guy like Cam Akers, who's obviously disgruntled in L.A., looking for more production. You come to Buffalo, you might not get that. So Naeem Hines is kind of a guy that can find in a way to slip in through the cracks and crevices a little bit and find a way to get some of these touches and be productive on this offense. So I think it's great for a guy like Josh to have another receiving uh, running back out of the backfield. And I think that's kind of why we've seen a little bit more of James Cook in recent weeks as we try to begin to trust him a little bit more, too. I think overall, it's not anything that's mind-blowing, right? It's not like Alvin Kamara's coming here, which we all know. If Alvin Kamara comes here, this is a different discussion versus Naheem Hines. But Naheem Hines is a great valued pickup for the Buffalo Bills. Brandon Bean continues to find ways to make this team better and do so without sacrificing the future. But what did you think about it, Pete?
0: Um, before I obviously get to 9, I think we have to officially establish that every time the bills are rumored with someone, um, usually doesn't come, um, to fruition. I think the bills, obviously, I think we've, I think we should all know. And next time we're rumored for, I don't know, whoever, it's going to be the same thing. I'm not saying it won't be, but the Alvin Kamara thing, like if you listen to Beans press conference and I would go back today and listen, he do, gave you, gave us some great insight into kind of what the process is. And I like how like scouts look for a player and they call the GM or they call another scout. They know on, um, for example, the new Orleans saints. And they say, is this player available? Sometimes Brandon Bean doesn't even get to talk to the other GM or even make an offer. And it's just, um, I'm kind of paraphrasing. here. I would go back and watch Brandon Bean's press conference because I think he did a great job kind of giving you a little more insight into the work that goes into all these trades. So I think we have to, and he did say they made a call about Christian McCaffrey, but they never made an offer. Uh, that's what he said. But Alvin Kamara was just a, Kind of like they checked in and they moved on, and I think we have to officially. The Bills don't like to leak stuff; they don't like leak stuff a ton. It was rumored that Naeem Hines had some teams interested in him, but there was the teams were never listed. Into the Bills, obviously trade, but to get into the Naeem Hines um, conversation here, he gives the Bills another weapon. That's the easiest thing I had to say. He gives the Bills' offense, which is a juggernaut, another weapon. You can move him around. And I know we talked about James Cook being moved around, but this is a guy that is not a rookie. So you don't have to mess with him. Like he knows what he's coming in to do. He knows that he will be moved around. He gives you the aspect of being a punt returner. I think Kalusha Kier has done a fine job being a punt returner, but I think Niam Hines is an all pro or all that type of level, uh punt returner. And you could, wind up in the slot. You can wind up in the backfield. You can do a two running back set with him or cook him and singletary. You can kind of mix it around. And this is not going to stunt the development of James cook. It's not gonna, cause I don't think that's going like, to take away from James cook. It might take away from Devin singletary, but it, the bills could also do so many things that it might hurt your brain to think about like the combinations that the bills could have offensively. Like I said, Naeem Hines in the slot out of the backfield. It just gives the bills another weapon. It gives the bills another weapon where they didn't give up a ton. You go get Alvin Kamara, I think the Saints wanted the first. You're giving up legit draft capital. Mm-hmm. That's okay. If they wanted to do that, I wouldn't have been mad, but you would have to expect we won't have our first or we won't have our second or third. You're giving up legit draft capital. You gave up a sixth that could turn into a fifth, and I get it. It's still a pick, but the Bills um, have a good amount of picks next year, and we're going to be okay there. And they give up Zach Moss, and no disrespect to Zach Moss. He wasn't used in this offense, and you can see he was activated against the Packers on Sunday Night Football. He didn't play a snap, Anthony. Like He didn't play a single snap. So you're giving up a guy that doesn't really fit into your team. They tried that early on. It just didn't work with the three running back. Where, where Zach, because Zach Moss is not dynamic enough to line him up out wide, to, or what I mean out wide, in the slot. Or as a pass catcher, Zach Moss is a, just a... Up the middle runner. And I thought he had an uh, an, uh, an aspect of this team that he could excel at. The Bills didn't really use him there. So we move on from Zach Moss, and obviously we wish him well um, in Indianapolis. But I think Naeem Hines just gives you another another weapon. Why? Like, that's not a bad thing. Like, it's just... And I think I trust Ken Dorsey and I, Sean McDermott and Josh Allen to use this to the best ability. Look, is Naeem Hines going to be an elite running back? No. Will he take a couple to the house? Potentially, will he just give... Defensive coordinators on the other side, like, oh my god, we got to deal with another weapon, and like we How talked game about, plan
1: for him exactly.
0: Yes, yes, and you can't game plan for him because if you game plan for Nine Hines, we have stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, Josh Allen, Devin still S- got
1: Devin Singletary running back yes, one too. Even James
0: yeah. Cook, who had a very good game against yes. the Green Bay Packers, and I think if you're the Bills, you get it one like, like I said, you get another weapon, and you also kind of give, I think, not Devin Singletary a chance to, like, rest, but you give just the Bills another look on offense. And this also could be a future thing, because we know all know that Devin Singletary is a free agent at the end of the year, and the Bills have some contracts. They have to share up with Tremaine Emmons, Jordan Poirier, um, etc. there. Niam Hines does have another year on his contract. Obviously, the Bills can get out of that with no dead cap if they really felt like it, but they also could um, keep him for another year and have a Hines cook backfield if they wanted to. But I think Hines was someone that the Bills were interested in. Obviously, they wanted another dynamic weapon. They brought in Duke Johnson. Haven't really used him. They brought in James Cook, or they drafted James Cook. They also were linked to J.D. McKissick. Yeah. And obviously, he went back to Washington. So I think Niamh Hines is just another weapon. Do you think Niamh Hines – Like, how many legit percentage of snaps does he get a game, you think? What are we thinking, like – I wanted to cook. I think Cook got 25 last week. percent. This is percent. I, I would say Silver got 75. That was
1: you're probably going to look thing. at like maybe something like 2020, 2020, and 60 for Devin Singletary. You may it depends. It depends what Naheem Hines kind of comes in and does. I mean, he could come in. And actually, like, blow some people's minds. He could have a couple of really nice plays that makes you say, wow, this kid wasn't being used in Indianapolis because he sat behind Jonathan Taylor. Now, another thing I wanted to talk about, too, real quick, Peter, was that, you know, people worry about the draft capital, and rightfully so. We all saw what happened when we traded up for, for Sammy Watkins, okay? But here's a great example of when we traded draft capital and it actually ended up working. Stefan Diggs. 2020, we make the trade for him. We trade a first-round pick. Now, at that time, I was skeptical, right? But the way that my buddy put it to me, he said, if you trade for a proven player, it's better than risking something in the first round. You know what I mean? And same thing yeah. goes for a fifth a sixth-round, potentially fifth-round pick. And then we're going to talk about Dean Marlowe, too. And that's going to bring up a little bit about what it's like when you're trading draft capital. Is it truly worth it? You have to look at would you rather draft a guy in the round at his position and take a chance, or would you rather go get somebody you know and just get rid of a late-round pick? That's kind of the attitude it's got to come down to for the Buffalo Bills.
0: Exactly. Neil James coming in. Tampa, Neil. Tampa, uh, Neil. What's up, Tampa, Neil? Tampa, Neil's Mondays and Thursdays with uh, Epic 3 breaking tables, 8 p.m. Eastern every Monday and Thursday. on Obviously, you're truly built in Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitter network. And, yeah, like, the Bills didn't give up. Any capital like legit, mm-hmm. legit capital look. I get it six, turn to a fifth, whatever. Right? You're gonna have to give up something. The Colts are not just gonna hand you Naeem Hines and be like, See ya. And uh, take
1: Zach Moss off her hands,
0: and they took Zach Moss, who, like we said, wasn't even <clears throat> the last game, but he just wasn't uh, He wasn't playing, so it doesn't really matter. And there's a chance like Tampa News coming in at the um. The bills' pick could be end of the end of the draft, obviously, because they're hoping that the bills win the Super Bowl. We're obviously we're all hoping for that, Mister Irrelevant. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else we got. Yeah. Tampa. That seventh round pick will be the last pick in the draft. Anyway, so yeah, let's hope it's the last pick in the draft. Um, Lance is coming in. Lance, I don't want to hear it, man. You're missing your show on Friday. I don't. I don't want to hear it, dude. Yeah. Sleeping on the job. Unless you got a better response than dinner. Um. Unless you got a better answer or excuse uh, than dinner, I don't want to hear it, dude. I don't want to hear. Like uh, okay like, like I said, guys, comment section if you guys want to chime in on the nine minds or anything else. And I think we kind of touched base on the nine minds. Like he just gives you that weapon out of the backfield. Um, he's dynamic. Um, he's explosive, and he could give you. He might be the punt returner on Sunday. He might honestly just be the punt returner. the building. Yeah,
1: and anything to, to take away some snaps away from McKenzie at this point, I, I just don't know about him, man. I, I really don't. McKenzie? I, don't. I mean, I don't want to be hard on the guy. Just, you know, he gets a couple touches and doesn't make use of them, and then he comes back and scores a touchdown. It's like a I constant think, enigma.
0: I don't think McKenzie's a true, true, true slot receiver. I no. He's a slot receiver that can give you 10 to 15 snaps, but also a guy that can use gadget, like the end around, all that stuff. I think we got to start using McKenzie like that again. Go back yep. to a year ago, Mackenzie. I think that was more dynamic. Um, Lance, wife's work dinner. I don't want to hear it, Lance. I don't want to hear it, dude. No, you, me neither. You, you better be doing the show from the dinner.
1: Yeah. I guess I hold on. We'll do the toast in a minute. I got to talk live. All right. So, sauce was. <laughs> no worries, Lance. No worries, man. We know how you truly feel. Um, so moving on, like we
0: said, Dean Marrow. The Bills acquired Dean Marrow from the Falcons, and like I said, guys, comment section, nine hinds. If you guys want to chime in throughout the show, feel free to do. Um, you know what? I want to go. To, we'll Scott. We'll get to your comment. Need to shore up that run defense. Uh, yeah, we'll get to we'll get to the comment. You know what? Actually, forget it. We'll go to it right now. Um, yeah. Before we go to the Dean Marrow thing, and I want to touch on that. I like how um, if I think it was Von Miller. Don't get at me and Anthony if I'm wrong let me know right away. Um he said the Bills didn't expect the Packers to keep running the ball consistently mm-hmm. throughout the game. And if we look, go back to the score, obviously the Bills
1: won 27-17. Did the run game really hurt us in the score? No, in the score, and it it did. That's the thing and 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 the reason they ran the football so much with so much success is because everybody in their right minds is going to try to make you right now have Aaron Rodgers beat you because the run game did have it was effective yeah but yeah, did it yeah. win the football game no it didn't it was effective so, in yards
0: it wasn't effective in scoring points which you I could you could that run, run for matters.
1: 200 yards but if you don't punch it in the end zone does doesn't it matter. really matter, it doesn't matter. and
0: the thing is um, they weren't like effective with the running. Like they, they, like you said, they didn't punch it in. They didn't do anything. They didn't hurt the bills. And when it came down to that and they also took clock off, they were down 24, seven at the half. Okay. Run the ball. It was th- three possessions later, we're into the third quarter and you're like, okay, we're still, we traded field goals in the third, like the offense wasn't great. Um, obviously in the second half and we all know that, um, but We traded field goals in the third, and we're still back up 17 after playing a whole quarter. Like the end of the game, you want to win. At the end of the day, you want to win the game. It doesn't have to be pretty always. It's not always Mm -hmm. pretty. And it wasn't pretty in the second half for the Bills. But the Packers wasted a whole quarter, and we're still at the same place we were at halftime because they were running the ball. Like Von Miller said, they weren't expecting the Packers to keep doing it, and they kept doing it. And they obviously, we don't want to give up eight yards of carry consistently. That's just not what you want to do. Mm -hmm. But if they're not going to beat you through the air, you're not gonna most likely win the game with the against the Bills offense in this day and age. You're gonna have to throw the ball through there. And they had some success. Obviously, that touchdown pass um to Tarot and that obviously insane pass to Dobbs uh and catch, which is just hard to do. But the
1: Bills I, also, I, I honestly think we got a little lack of in that game. You know what I mean? I really do. Yeah, I, I think that we yeah. kind of like let our foot off the gas. A that's little not bit. an
0: excuse, but I think that's I think we all uh saw that. And we also know the yeah. Bills just deciding up. You know, we're just gonna keep running nickel, we're gonna keep keeping we're going to keep Taron Johnson on the field. We're not going to bring a third linebacker on the field. Is that Dodson or Terrell Bernard? But we did, they didn't do that. And they're like, we're going to run the ball. And at the end of the day, it didn't cost the Bills. And I don't think against when the Bills are – when they play like the Browns, right, with Chubb and Hunt. They're going to stack the box against that team because Brissett's not Aaron Rodgers. Brissett's not Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, And, like, when you play – I know somebody's coming in uh, – like like once again, Scott Chubb with the Browns and Dalvin cook, like Dalvin cook is your, the bills. That's a little bit of a different matchup, but
1: oh much different.
0: That's going to be a tough matchup. but the bills rush defense has been really good this year, but they just, you know what? Like we're going to go against the pass. And if you're just going to run the ball and then you give up 25 yard runs, it was six, seven yard runs. And it was annoying to watch as a fan, I would say, but, It didn't resolve the points like it didn't. They traded field goals in the third quarter and you're you're still back up 17 where you were at halftime. And if the bills don't, um, if Josh Allen doesn't throw that interception in after after that James Cook play at the, uh, in the goal line, you're up 34, 17, you win 34, 17. And we're talking about the run game, but we're not talking,
1: talking, Mm -hmm. you know, we left a lot of points on the board. We really did. We left it. We we left it out
0: there. We still scored 27 points,
1: which is crazy. Crazy. Um,
0: Seth's coming in. Hines is a good pass slash run option out of the back. But for me, Singletary still one and cook too. Yeah, yep. Look, this is not like me. I think me and Anthony mentioned this earlier. This is not Avon Kamara coming in. Like Anthony, you no, said no. Avin Kamara comes in. We're having a totally different conversation. We're not talking about Naeem Hines in this level. We're talking about Avon Kamara. It's the end of Devin Singletary. That's what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, Hines comes in, be good pass run option. Like I said, another weapon. Um, yeah, I think we've kind of touched on that, and I think we kind of all uh, agree on that. Um,
1: one thing I noticed, too, Scott says about Dylan dragging Edmonds a few times. Um, I want to highlight that one yeah, real quick. Yeah, so, I got it. I want people to remember that A.J. Dylan is a big SOB. Like, he is a very, very, very big man. I think he's 250. Yeah. So, Tremaine Edmonds is about 250, but I want you guys to remember, when you're running the ball, you control all momentum. So you control the direction. So, yeah, he's going to drag Edmonds a couple of times. But ultimately, we were able to tackle. And I want people to remember this. If you are ever worried about the Bills' run defense, look what we did against Tennessee, against Derrick Henry, who has been known to have success against the Buffalo Bills. I think ultimately we just let them have a couple of little things. You, you give, you take what the defense gives you, per se, right? We just kept giving them this. We didn't give them that. So I was, I was actually still more than impressed with the way the defense played.
0: Yeah, I, I I wasn't mad, and like the slander that I thought Tremaine Edmonds was getting on social media was wild. Yeah. Um, I'm a massive, massive Tremaine Edmonds guy. Was this his best game of the year? No. Was it his? Was it god awful what people were doing on Twitter? Dude led the team in tackles. Mm-hmm. Like he led the team in tackles, and there was a lot of plays where the D tackles were just letting people through, like we've seen in years past where the run defense is weak. And he was just getting hit head-on like A.J. Dillon. You know we talk about how big Josh Allen is and how hard it is to tackle Josh Allen? It's the same thing with A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon's the same size as Tremaine Edmonds. So it's not like he's going up against a smaller running back where he just uses his size. So it's it's that kind of level. Um, but, yeah, um, red zone problems. Jim's coming in. we got to clean up our red zone turnovers. There's going to be a problem with a good team. Look, Yeah, I I,
1: I think we kind of got cute with it, right? I think Josh was trying to play a little, you know, trying to get a little too magical with it, trying to have too much fun with it, and ultimately just not playing the way that we're supposed to, and that's just to execute. I think in the way that it being a primetime game, it gives it a chance to kind of make those wild plays, but we can't do that. We got to just go back to playing sound football. So, I mean, like I definitely agree a little bit with Jim. I think that we just have to clean up a couple of things and remember that we have to take every single drive serious, every single game serious and never lose sight of what we're trying to do and that's win a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, and I think Josh Allen and I think he trusts his arm, which if I had that um arm i would trust it but sometimes he trusts us a little too much like he can make that throw he can fit into tight windows but i'm um, that second interception there was three points on the board there was third and 10 take the three points dude get it let's go like, you know i take the three mm-hmm. points it's a 13 point game i know we don't we rather have a touchdown and that kind of ends that game right there but don't force something when you have legit points on the board don't don't force something when you have points on the board we can always it's not the end of the world taking points um yeah, the red zone turnovers are not the best. I would like for them, the Bills, to be a little more um, less careless with that, but hasn't hurt them yet. If there's a game where it come back and hurt them, it hurts. I guess it hurt them against Miami. I guess we can uh, go to that with the end of the game in Miami, but that's also a weird ass circumstances <clears throat> with that game. Um, but if it's like seriously starts becoming a problem, like where they lose games, like one or two games in a row because of that, then we can come on here and. Uh, Go off our soapboxes and just go hey, on to, to that. Go on to uh, go into that. Yeah, Scott, like we meant to, yeah, we kind of mentioned this. The Bills never went to that three linebacker package, which they did again with AJ Klein in years past. It would have been Dodson or somebody like Bernard, but they didn't. They kind of ran that nickel and they just kept saying, you know what, we're going to give up six to eight yards, but we're not going to, we're not going to give up that big play or that touchdown. So that's how we want to do. Um, David's coming in. Jordan Phillips was dropping that shoulder on them like a wrecking ball. That one play against Aaron Jones. Smacked Jordan, him, dude. Coming in, he was flying into people.
1: He like, literally just lowered his shoulder a little bit and boom. Just blew him up, dude. It was beautiful. Beautiful. I love that.
0: And I think Mike kind of just summarizes our point right there. They, it didn't lead to points, which is at yeah. the end of the day, that's all that matters. You summed, garb, yards are yards, but if they don't lead to touchdowns or field goals or points that hurt you at the end of the day. You're... Wins or losses are done by, obviously, the points on the Yeah,
1: because I think, ultimately, Green Bay has two really good running backs. Aaron Jones is a really (laughs) great pass-catching running back, and as we saw, he can also run the rock pretty effectively. Um, And again, A.J. Dillon – Big dude adds a whole different element. It almost is a little bit of what we hope to have with uh, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss in a sense, you know, one downhill guy and one versatile guy that can do this and be your primary running back one, right? But ultimately, we still did a great job of containing the one guy that should be winning games for Green Bay, and that's number 12. So I was more than happy with, hey, if you can't stop one thing, you you have to be able to stop the other completely. And we, for the most part, I thought that we were able to do just that.
0: Guys, yeah, appreciate all the comments as always. Um, before we get into our Picasso's player of the game from the Packers game, and we can dive into a little bit more if we have time, I want to get to the Dean Marlowe um trade. Bills acquired oh, Dean Marlowe and the Falcons in exchange for 2023 seventh round pick. Anthony, what were your initial thoughts on the Dean Marlowe trade?
1: Welcome back. You know what I mean? Just welcome back. A lot of people didn't really recognize Dean Marlowe's name, but I'll tell you, Dean Marlowe was a guy that filled in well for the special teams and filled in well with some reps on the defensive side of the football as well to where I thought he always made really good use of his snaps. I thought guys like him and Cam Lewis really could have done more even defensively for this football team. So it was good to see Dean Marlowe coming back on just a seventh round pick. I mean, really how many of us can ever remember any seventh round picks the Buffalo Bills have ever had. Right? So to me, What a great value to go out there, especially with Jordan Poyer being banged up, especially with Micah Hyde not playing the rest of the year. We definitely need a little bit of depth at that safety position. So instead of going out there and trading for some gigantic name, Brandon Bean does it again. He finds a guy who not only knows the system, who has been here, who has had success here, but he also goes out there and doesn't give up very much for him. A seventh-round pick, I think you or I, Peter, would make that trade in a heartbeat no matter what. So I think Dean Marlowe is a great addition, something that we needed. And I think overall we addressed two positions the Buffalo Bills definitely could take a look at. And uh, that was a good thing at the trade deadline going forward. But what did you think about it?
0: Yeah, the Bills, like you said, Anthony, didn't give up basically any um, draft capital, and um, they needed a safety. I like I know Jordan Poirier's day-to-day, and we avoided a long-term injury, and he might not play Sunday. Um, He might not play Sunday, and obviously he was a uh, DNP, but he could still potentially play Sunday, but obviously at this point he... Um, didn't practice today, but he's not long-term. If he was long-term, he would be on the IR. So I expect to see Jordan Poyer. if he's not playing this Sunday, next Sunday against the Vikings. I expect if he's going to miss a game, it would be a one-game absence or max two games because they would have put him on IR. They would they would have just cleared a roster spot. Um, but, yeah, so they get a guy that, look, is he Eddie Jackson or Jeremy Chin? Um, no. Is he a world all-pro safety? No. But there's not a lot of them. There's not a lot of Mike Hydes and Jordan Poyers out there. But he, he's a guy that, one, there's no learning curve with the system. He knows the system. He was here from 2018 to 2020 under Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier. It hasn't changed on that side of the ball, um, minus some uh, position coaches. But main two guys on that defensive side of the ball have not changed since Dean Morrow's been here. So he knows the system. He knows what they want to do. He can come in, and he won't be incredible, but he can do his job, and he's depth, even if Jordan Porter plays Sunday. It's just another depth position that they could use behind the young guys. with, And I thought DeMar Hamlin has been very good this year. I thought DeMar Hamlin has kind of stepped in the role. Jaquan Johnson, not as much. He's been a little more up and down. So he's just another guy that can come in and play depth. If Jordan Poirier doesn't play Sunday, they could run a DeMar Hamlin, Dean Morrow, somebody like that. If they Or they can DeMar Hamlin, Jaquan Johnson, one struggles you have. Dean Morrow to come in if, uh, like I said, if Jordan Porter does not play Sunday at this moment. I know, Jim, you're saying he's out for Sunday. Porter's not out for Sunday. Um, it's not guaranteed yet. No, he's
1: questionable. He was. I moment, know right? some
0: people were saying, saw some Facebook posts that he was yep. out. Yep. Don't listen to any Facebook posts. Um, listen to the beat reporters or but, um, Buffalo, but, and we always credit the beat reporters. So we'll yep. say Jordan Porter's out for Sunday via, via whoever, Sal, uh, Matt Perino, one of those guys. Wait for one of those guys to say it or Sean McDermott before you start reading stuff. So yeah, Jim, Poirier is not after Sunday. He might not play Sunday. This might be right um, because he was a DNP today, but he's day-to-day along with Matt Milano, which is also a factor on Sunday. But yeah, DeMauw, you know, another veteran safety. He knows the system. Not flashy. He's not incredible. Um, He'll get the job done. And if Jordan Poirier is okay, then he'll just be depth at the position where I think we do need depth, even with the Jordan Poirier being fully healthy with the uh injury to Micah Hyde. So I'm not I'm not against bringing in DMR for that limited uh draft capital. Um mm-hmm. they gave up. Mike, I love you, Mike. Uh part of the Built and Buffalo uh network. I I'm just not doing that.
1: Ah, oh, uh, you know, if if it were the beginning of the season, it'd be a little bit different. I think it's just too late into the season to really start experimenting. Yeah, It's a good point though, Mike. I'll give you that. It's a good point because we've seen it happen with guys like Charles Woodson, right? But that didn't happen until later in the guy's career when he can't play defensive back because he just wasn't fast enough. So I I always am always for utilizing our players as best as possible. Right now, Taron Johnson is pivotal in that slot position. And I think that Dean Marlowe Coming in could help us avoid a situation just like that.
0: And Taron Johnson's one of the best slot safeties yes. in the National Football. League. Don't take
1: him if it ain't. Don't fix he it not, if it ain't broken. You're not moving that, so I'm not even thinking about that. <laughs> um, well, um, yeah, Neil. No, oh god, Tampa Neil in the slot.
0: It's yeah, like Tampa having Neal? Montage at tight end. Yeah, this would be a problem, Tampa Neil. I know you mean Siren Neil. Um, I'll put
1: Tampa Neil running back. We'll run the repass option.
0: God, yeah, but I know he's talking about uh, uh, Rand Neal, um, <laughs> one of our corners, backup safeties, all this stuff. They're, they're not doing that, they're not going around with that. It would be Cam Lewis if someone's going into the squad if there was gonna be a guy there. Um, yeah, Seth early to the Giants claimed wives oh, here, off nail, Waivers, yes, yeah. yeah, Sarandon, that's what he's talking about. Um,
1: he's talking about David nail. yeah, I don't
0: know about that. Um, Isaiah Hodgins off waivers, just saying, um, yeah, we lost Isaiah Hodgins.
1: What did you think about that, Pete? Actually, when you brought that up, it was something I wanted yeah. to talk about. What did you think about, you know, Isaiah Hodges? Is now with the Giants. Brian Dable, again.
0: I, I there's nothing. It, it, look, I think he was a fan favorite. Everyone <laughs> loved him. Did the Bills love him? Not enough. No. Not enough, no. no. I, if they if they loved him, he would be playing. They liked yeah. him as depth to keep bringing and ultimately, him back.
1: They tried to put it back on the practice squad. They but what the Giants said, kid. "Can't do it."
0: They knew eventually was going to get claimed. They've released him. I feel like multiple times this year. Like, I feel like the dude should have squad. been on a
1: team years ago. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like it's crazy. So
0: with the, that receivers, they activate right. So they usually activate six for game day. Is that what they usually do? They usually do six for the game day. I'm going to list mm-hmm. it out right now. Diggs, we got. Yeah. I'm going to do a little Diggs. Davis, Davis, uh, Kenzie, McKenzie, Shakir, Shakir. That's four. Kumro, five, five. And who's the sixth? Well, maybe they only activate five for game day. Maybe they only activate five. Yeah, six would be Marquez Stevenson. Um, but he's still injured. Yeah, the heck is, this, is it maybe they activate five. Okay maybe it is five. Yeah. Um, so they love Jake Kumaro's special team ability.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's not- ultimately why a guy like Kumaro continues to make the team over Isaiah Hodges because of his yeah. production in the special teams game. It is that big. Yeah. And yeah. I mean I like I, I like Isaiah Hodges yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. a big body, but he hey, anything. I don't know. Good luck be- in New York though, I will say, yeah. or New sure. Jersey, I'm and- sorry.
0: And the Giants need receiver weapons. Um, yeah, and next year, Isaiah Hodgins, if he's still on the team, what a revenge game for Isaiah Hodgins. So we can we can talk that up next year. Um let me know what
1: it's like playing with Danny Jones versus Josh Allen. I'm yes, curious. And he barely even played
0: a uh Josh Allen. So look, like I get it. You're gonna you're gonna lose those type of guys because those are practice squad guys like Raheem Blackshear. they lost him to Carolina and uh mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm not worried about losing Isaiah Hodges. He might turn into a fine receiver, but we like we we just listed the five guys they have activated on game day. And obviously that's with Jameson Crowder injured. That's the potential also of Odell Beckham Jr. Still a conversation. I'm not gonna get into that because I think I've talked about that so many times until it actually happens, then we can talk about it. There's no act there's no game day spot usually for Isaiah Hodges. And look, nice guy. people like him, but it's a business there's a lot of, we've we've had a lot of nice guys on our team that just don't work out. Um and there's no hate towards anybody obviously it just didn't work out. Um with that being said we're going we're going to just do before we cuz we obviously had a trade deadline and, and if you guys usually watch the show I know we usually do the first half we recap the Bills past game um which was obviously the Packers and then the second half of the show we go to the we previewed the next game, um, but we had the trade deadlines. We had to talk about Hines, Marlowe. We had to get all of that fun stuff that everyone wanted to talk about, but we'll give you guys, as we always do, and shout out to Picassos, our Picassos player of the game. For the best pizza in Buffalo, it's got to be Picasso's. Every night is pizza night. Anthony, I'm going to start with you, man. Who is your Picasso's player of the game against the Green Bay oh. Packers?
1: Pete, I thought about this one, and I really gave it some good thought. There were two guys that I was going to highlight, and that was Matt Milano. Or, of course, who was going to be my Picasso's player of the game, that is going to be Stefan Diggs this week with a simple six catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown. But the reason... He's the Picasso's player of the game for me, Pete, is because he comes running out of the tunnel next to Jair Xalan. Alexander going chirp, chirp, chirp. And Jair Xalan, Alexander said to him something about being a little boy, but Stefan Diggs simply said he just finished the job. That to me is an absolute dog. That guy looks like he's absolutely fired up. Chirping at Jair Alexander, who was one of the best defensive backs in the game, who was so good that he didn't even want to line up against Stephon Diggs. That's how good Stephon Diggs was, and that's how pivotal he was for Josh Allen and that passing game in that twenty-seven seventeen victory against Green Bay. That's my Picasso player of the game, brother.
0: Can't go wrong with that. My Picasso's player of the game. I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to the D line. I'm going to Tim ooh, Settle. Ooh, Three I like tackles. it. Three tackles, uh, one solo tackle, a sack a tackle for a loss, and a pass deflection, and then a quarterback hit. He was also graded, uh, according to PFS, PFF, excuse me, as the number one defensive player on the Bills. But he was a menace up the middle, um, where a lot of the D tackles didn't have their best games on Sunday. But I thought Tim Settle has stood out, and he hasn't got the recognition. Rightfully so, at Alvar, Jordan Phillips, and Daquan Jillis have done a very good job uh, clogging up the middle. Tim Settle, that sack he had on Aaron Rodgers, he was like a bowling ball rolling into him. Consistent pressure, he's calling up the middle, uh, a pass deflection. Tim Settle getting his hands. He caused the the Matt Milano interception. Mm-hmm. So that's how we do it. Tim Settle, Virginia Tech, Hokie. I'm wearing my Virginia Tech stuff. So shout out uh, Tim Settle, who's my Picasso's player of the game. So yes. Anthony like went, Stefan Diggs. I went to the defensive side of the ball and gave it to Tim Settle. As always, for the best pizza in Buffalo, it's got to be Picasso's. Every night is pizza night. Shout out to our sponsor of the program. Uh Jim's coming in, Stephon Diggs. Obviously, agrees with you, Anthony. We can't go wrong with Stefan Diggs, but yes, yeah, you can't
1: go wrong with Stephon Diggs. No,
0: you cannot go wrong with Stefan Diggs. So moving on, it's Jets Week. It's the new New York Jets, 5-3, and three, coming off a brutal loss to the New England Patriots at home, where Zach Wilson threw three interceptions. So we're going to go, we're going to talk about this. We'll do some path to victory, talk about, like I said, key player matchups against the Jets, and then we'll give you guys our game predictions to end the show. But, Anthony, some player matchups you like um in this Jets-Bills contest on Sunday.
1: Garrett Wilson has been having a hell of a season for the New York Jets. I'm sorry, New Jersey Jets. Um, Garrett Wilson is really playing so well. Both those Ohio State receivers are playing well this year with Chris Olave in New Orleans. And, of course, Garrett Wilson in uh, East Rutherford over there. I think, ultimately, this could be a game that we do see Tredavious White come back onto the field, especially with a guy like Jordan Poirier banged up. I know he was activated, but I know that we're still waiting for official word, that he will 100% be playing. So I look at a guy like Garrett Wilson against an elite secondary and elite passing defense like the Buffalo Bills. And Zach Wilson, I have really actually been – I wouldn't call it a fan of Zach Wilson, but I would say – a believer that he could develop because I want to give him the same type of benefit that, that the doubt that we gave Josh Allen, a guy that's got raw potential. He's got strength. He's got he's got some you know weak intangibles, but needs the right pieces and right culture. And I think that that's kind of what the Jets are starting to build a little bit with Zach Wilson. However, Zach Wilson continues to make Aaron plays. So I like this Buffalo Bills pass rush against Zach Wilson. How do you make him come out there and get uncomfortable right away? Do you make him force you force him into three interceptions like he? Did against the Patriots because I don't even know what he's throwing the ball to sometimes in that game, Peter. So I think ultimately, I look at Garrett Wilson as probably the biggest playmaker. James Robinson, I'm not exactly looking at just yet, just because he has not played. If Brees Hall was on the football field, we'd be talking about a different story as well. But I like... Garrett Wilson against this Bills secondary. And I also like this Bills pass rush against Zach Wilson this week. I think two things that are going to give a chance for the Bills to really step on their throats and kind of, you know, show people that the 27 to 17 thing were much better than that. We could definitely do more than that. But what do you think about it, Peter?
0: Yeah. Like I think Jim's right here. Diggs and Garner. Does Sauce Garner wind up against Stephon? I think actually he does. I think the Jets have not been afraid of throwing Sauce Garner at uh, defensive backs, like we said, Jared Alexander lined up three times against the Packers. Uh against Diggs when we played the Packers. That's on the Packers if they don't want to put their best corner on our best receiver. I don't know. What do you want me to do? What, what, what does Diggs want to do? Like he's just gonna go at who's ever guarding him. I think Sauce Gardner goes against Diggs for the most part. Um, Sauce garner's talked to St- talked to stuff this year, and he the NFL yeah, he has. has talked him up. Um I know. I saw some reports he hasn't given up a touchdown. I think he's given up two. I saw um, a couple stats that he has. He's been very good. He was top five pick uh, from Cincinnati. And I think it's a huge test for him. And I think this is a huge test for Stephon Diggs. I think Sauce Garner has done done enough to be warranted as one of the best cornerbacks this year. I'm not going to say in the league yet because you got to give me a year or two before we go down Mm -hmm. that path. But he's been great this year. Everything the Jets could have asked for with that top five pick. It's a, a test for um, Sauce because Diggs will go at you, and he'll keep going at you. He's quick. He great hands. He has footwork. He is the um, Arsenal. He's just a why. mean
1: SOB out there, too. I love and that. That's
0: also why he's second in the league in receiving yards, tied for first in touchdowns, because he's that good. And I think this is a big test for this Jets defense. The Jets defense has been very good this year. They've been mm-hmm. very good this year. It's not Ever Mac Jones. Coach, man. Yes, it's not Mac Jones walking out there. It's not the New England Patriots offense. This is a Bills team, one which like we just said added another weapon in Iam Hines, but also has Josh Allen, who's coming off a bitter taste. He did not like that second half. i don't like really, I felt like after that game if you watch out of the locker room like interviews, um you kind it kind of felt like the Bills lost like how they were acting, which is good after you beat the Packers by 10 on Sunday night football. You're like, "Okay, like I know we didn't play great in the second half, but like the sky's not falling. I think the bills come out this weekend. I think if you're the jets defense, get ready for Josh Allen. You got Stefan Diggs, you got Gabe Davis. You have Dawson Knox who had another touchdown back to right. back moves with two uh with the touchdown. He's starting to come into his own in the red zone, which is where Dawson Knox um excels, not in the yardage. I know he only two catches for 10 yards. I would like a little more um but he did have that touchdown, which is where Dawson only had 10 touchdowns last year. So, he's starting to come into his own like you said Naeem Hines we've James Cook them second. I think the Bills are going to come out and just start firing at this team but the Jets have a good defense mainly up front their secondary has been good this year I like Sauce Gardner I like Bryce Hall um but I don't really fear their secondary outside of Sauce Gardner I don't fear but I don't like nothing uh, alarming they they can get after the quarterback the Packers uh Jesus not the Packers the Jets can get after the quarterback and Williams is a yeah, menace Quinton Williams is nice is yeah, menace. He's very good so you know what another matchup Anthony I'm going to what are your thoughts on this matchup? We got we got we're going to have it's going to be what is it going to be Saffold, Morse and Bates up against mm-hmm. Quinn and Williams. What what are your thoughts on that? How the Bills uh there
1: against that matchup. Well, you know, the Packers don't necessarily have that type of pass rusher like uh what we're going to see against with Quinn Williams. Um I think ultimately it's not going to be enough. I think that Josh Allen is so good against the pass rush. And I think that he's so good at getting the ball out fast that, uh, Quentin Williams might not have really much of a chance to make much of a difference, but I like that you're highlighting the jets defense because Robert Sala, of course, being the former defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers has really what I believe implemented a really good idea of mentality within this team and this franchise. So, I think defensively, the Jets are going to try to give us a hard time. And that's usually how Bill's Jets games have gone on in recent years. Just a little bit of a tougher, uh, more of a sloppy matchup. So I am kind of curious to see um, how that Bill's uh, will handle it up front. Of course, I think the Bill's offensive line has underperformed in a lot of ways this season, but have also shined in a lot of ways, too. We just have had a little bit too much inconsistency, injuries. Um, Spencer Brown not playing last week could have had something to do with it as well. But I think ultimately, Quinn and Williams, it ain't going to be too much of a problem or anything for me to worry about. But what do you think about it, Peter?
0: Yeah, it might be a problem when the Bills are trying to run the ball up the middle. I think that's where it's a concern. And mm-hmm. obviously, you don't want pressure up the middle consistently against Josh Allen. So you're going you to have to do some double teams there. You're going to have to um, kind of focus in on that. But Josh Allen, Josh Allen, I, I think we should have faith in arguably the best quarterback in the National Football League. So I don't think we, ha- we have anything concerned there. Another matchup that I kind of want to highlight is the Jets are going to run the ball. That's what they do because their offensive passing game has not been it's atrocious. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's, that's a good way to put it. Um, Atrocious. And they don't trust Zach Wilson enough at this point. And if they want to have, even with Jordan Poyer, you want to throw against potentially Trey White, Dane Jackson, Kyrie, you know, and Christian Benford. the depth at corner, if they have Jordan Poirier back. But the Bills stop in the run, right? So you're going to have James Robinson, and this would be worse if Brees Hall was playing. This would be more of a, an looming effect or a looming conversation if Brees Hall was playing. But James Robinson's a very good running back. This is his, mm-hmm. will be his second game with the team, so I expect probably an uptick in his carries. You would think. And Michael Carter's a very capable running back. I think I have Michael Carter a couple fantasy. I, I think Michael Carter's is a very good running back, and they're going to run the ball. That's what the Jets are going to do. So you're going to have to you're going to, have to be legit against this run defense. Uh, this defense run defense is going to be consistent because if you can slow down the run and put the jets in obvious passing downs like third and seven third and six where they have to pass the ball, you're going to, you're going to blow them out because the jets just don't do that. The Jets are, have succeeded when it's second and two where they Mm -hmm. can run a play action, where they can also just run the ball again, when they can run the ball down your throat, which opens up the pass. If you stop the run and make the jets turn into a legit passing offense, it's gonna to be tough for them.
1: And, and Zach Wilson is is not there yet. He definitely no, is not there he might, yet. I mean, he might get it, there, or he, he might could. He because might what I saw from last 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 week is I saw him at least get them down the field. They score the touchdown, and they have to obviously go get the onside kick and do it again. But. Again, I just don't think the Patriots are anything in the same class as no. the, the Buffalo Bills right and, now. And
0: so much different story. Yes, and and look, I, I cover the Patriots for my internship, so I've I've been around the Patriots enough, which makes me, bleh, but I've been around the Patriots <laughs> enough, and I know like they they've. They have a quality defense. This is not their top tier Bill Belichick defense, but they got a good defense. They can play around, but offensively, they're just they're offensively they're like the Jets. They have Rah- Mahanjay Stevenson and Damon Harris, and Stevenson has turned into a really good running back. Yes, he um, has. So they run the ball, and they don't really trust their offense to throw the ball if if it's
1: Zappy or Mac Jones. So they're they're really similar how the Jets are built. You could they're, tell because every single time it's a throwing situation, they 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 just run a draw play. They run a run play, yes. which to me says New England don't trust any of their quarterbacks. No. And New England, New England, yeah. Buffalo. But but
0: the thing with what New England does is that they a little less turnover prone than mm-hmm. Zach Olsen is. But, yeah, they're built really similar in the sense they run the ball and they play good defense. And it's going to be a close game. We're going to grind you out. That works when you're playing Jacoby Percet and the Cleveland Browns. That works when you're playing each other. That works when the quarterback on the other side is not garbage. It's mm-hmm. when it's Josh Allen, when it's Patrick Mahomes, when it's. I ain't gonna I guess, get it done. I guess the Eagles, you're gonna have to score. The Packers literally just realized that. If you you they ran the ball, they just killed time. They couldn't stop the Bills in the first half, put them in a hole, and they kept running the ball, and then they lost. Um, but if you're the Bills run defense, you're gonna have to stop the run. Like I said, like we said, you have to obvious passing downs. Matt Milano not playing. Obviously, that's a little bit of concern. Who do you think yeah. slides in there? So obviously, Matt, the Bills are still gonna do. You know they're gonna don't. I, I know they're not. They're not gonna run their three running back linebacker set. They might a little more. They might maybe adjust to it because it didn't really fully work what they did last week. Let's say they keep in their two uh, linebacker set. Let's say Milano doesn't play. He didn't practice today. Um, neither Deport, who's a factor in the run game, obviously because he's a he can get in the in the box safety. Who f- slides in there? Is it Bernard or is it Dotson? I
1: honestly, I, I could see Bernard being or the guy Bernard. that slides in there. It it's tough. Keep him fresh 50 50. And I honestly wonder maybe if it's more of a defensive back that we see come in as a, you know, just an added addition Neal. maybe. Neal. Yeah, something like Saran Neal or maybe even a guy like Cam Lewis. It just, it doesn't, you're not too sure because we don't necessarily have that incredible depth at the linebacker. We don't have AJ Klein anymore. Um, and we and also, haven't, as, sorry to cut you up, we also
0: haven't seen enough to go off like, you know what I mean? Like to say, like exactly. oh this is exactly what's gonna happen because Matt Milano missed four games a week ago, you know what I mean? like we haven't seen that.
1: Yeah, he's and been, been, on. He's been we're, on the football field, you know. We're guessing. So I think you know ultimately Tremaine Edmonds is gonna be able to fill in for a big part of that role, and it's not like we're going against a team like the Kansas City Chiefs this week, we're going against the struggling East Rutherford, New Jersey Jets. So I think you're hammering yeah. that in. I always everybody always tells me that I have to. So I think ultimately, you know, Terrell Bernard could get a chance to really slide in and show what he can do. But again, you could see more of a safety or defensive back combination kind of come in. But this is something, like you you said, we have not seen. But who do you think kind of gets to come in if Matt Milano doesn't play?
0: I think if you want to be safe, you go Tyrell Dodson. He's been here long. He's been here a couple years. I think they trust him. He's still on the roster. You want to be like, you know what, we vested a third round pick into Roe Bernard, let's go get him. Let's see what we got, man. If it doesn't work, we'll go to Dotson. Or it could be one of those like how they do like the running back thing or how they do the corner. Like they kind of split the reps up of Elam and Benford or I think Elam got a little more reps last week. Um, I think it was like 58 uh, 42. So I think they 58, 42 there. Um, but yeah, I think they could split it up and this if Milano doesn't play. And then if they want to, if Milano does play, they want to, if they want to go to a three linebacker set, um, and against the run, they could totally do that. Mike's coming in. Let Dodson play. Yeah, look, I'm not a, I don't think I'm opposed to either one. I think yeah, whatever the bills want if, to step up. If Milano doesn't play, I think whatever McDermott and Frazier run out, I'm gonna be behind and I'm gonna agree with because they know more than we do, and we haven't seen this enough. We haven't seen enough of Dodson, we haven't seen um yeah. Look, RC3 is coming in. Bernard is Milano backup, Dodson's Tremaine backup. Um, yeah, but they also are gonna slide in. It's like Who can cover the line, the tight end more better, uh, better because that's Milano's job against the tight end for the most part. He um, he covers the tight end against Kelsey, against Andrews, um, just to name a few. So yeah, look, I think I don't think the Bills are gonna go crazy there, but I think I think they run. I think they, you know what? I'm kind of talking myself into Bernard for some reason. Kind of talking myself into Bernard, and look, maybe he doesn't even get to this.
1: RC3, I think you just read my mind maybe Milano's me. on the field and we're all good. It know? doesn't really matter.
0: It doesn't matter. And I think if Milano doesn't play, the Bills still could win this game. Even with Milano mm-hmm. and Poyer out. I don't think the Jets dynamic enough offensively to do it. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's, it could be a combination of both. With that being said, Anthony, path to victory. What is the Buffalo Bills? Half to a victory, and then we will get to our game predictions. So don't spoil your score predictions
1: just yet, man. I think ultimately it's it's the same thing week in and week out. You can't shoot yourself in the foot third and ten throwing a pick when you could have three points. Every single time we play football, I always have this standard, right? Where it's like something like the New England game in the playoffs last year. Or, or just how we're able to continuously strike touchdown after touchdown. But sometimes it's not the formula for winning. So the formula for winning for the Buffalo Bills has got to be, again, finishing drives, creating turnovers defensively, because that's what our defense does so well. Even if our offense goes and throws a turnover, our defense has bailed us out constantly and given us the ball back. So I like that we can go ahead and get the ball defensively. But offensively, for me, Pete, it's simple. Just Finish drives. Whether it's three points or seven, I don't want to see a turnover. I don't want to see a fumble. I don't want to see none of that. No penalties, nothing. Finish drives because you are the Super Bowl favorites. You're clearly the best team in football, and you need to show it against a weak team like the East Rutherford Jets.
0: I kind of mentioned this earlier in my path to victory. Stop the run. The Jets are going to run the ball, and they're going to try to run the ball with Robinson and Carter. Make them into a legit passing offense. Make them be down 14-0 early. Like you said, there's factors in finishing drives. Hit them in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Like early against teams that are worse than you. And the just your five-three they've had a really good start to the year. And props to them um, for being five and three. And yeah, good for them. They're not as good as the Buffalo Bills talent-wise. And we all know that. Nobody's nobody's gonna say they are. Teams that are worse than you or talent-wise, hit them in the mouth. Look. We'll be down 14 nothing, and Zach Wilson's coming onto his second possession of the game and like, holy cow, we're already down 14 nothing, And the Bills have scored two class- drives quickly. He's going to be panicked. He's going to be forcing stuff. And that's when you blow them out. Make them out of their element. Their element, we're going to grind you out. We're going to play a low-scoring game. We're going to defend and we're going to run the ball. And we're going to annoy you because we're going to just grind you out and you're not going to be able to do what you want to do. Make them out of their element. Let the Bills if you're Josh Allen, I think he has a massive game. I really do because I think that second half is not sitting well with him. I don't think – he didn't seem happy after the um, after the game. Neither did a lot of the players like we mentioned earlier. It's kind of after they there. just lost the game and they won by 10. And they didn't play a good second half offensively. I don't think anybody would say that.
1: Yeah, it's for cool. once we played really well in the first half and not yeah. so much in the second.
0: Yes, and Mike, you're, I agree, man. Start fast and they will lose morale. You take the crowd out of uh, – uh, MetLife Stadium because it's on the road and you just kind of do your thing. Look, the Poyer and Milano thing—it's going to be something to monitor this week. In the next, it's still Wednesday night, so Thursday, Friday. Look, do they keep them out? Potentially, I, I'm not going to not rule that out. They both didn't practice today. Um, it, it could be one of those things. We'll find out Monday, and McDermott be like, "Well, if it was a Super Bowl, Poyer and Milano played would play. You know, what I mean? if it was a must-win, if it's a playoff game, they play. But and we had we they did that against Pittsburgh. They set out Poyer and they basically said, um, without saying it. If this was a playoff game, Porter's playing, but it's, mm-hmm. we, we can, we can rest because we trust DeMar Hamlin, and Jaquan Johnson. And obviously now Dean Marlowe, um, Spencer Brown was some good news. He was, uh, he was limited, he didn't have practice at all last week and he was limited. So, But I thought Queston Barry did a, a fine job there, but question yeah,
1: Barry's playing pretty well this year. Honestly. I do
0: like Spencer Brown and that's nice. Obviously Tremaine Edmonds was a uh, limited with a heel, but I think Tremaine Edmonds has been limited a lot of times this year. I'm not really worried about Tremaine Edmonds. Um, mm-hmm. This weekend he didn't play against Pittsburgh though, so they set him out as well. Um, I expect the Bills to kind of do their thing. Look, I think the Jets are not a must win because you're five and four. You're still in that playoff hunt, and AFC and NFL has been down this year record wise. Besides the Jets, the Bills, and the Chiefs. Um, not the Jets, the Chief, the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Bills. Um, yeah. So I think if the Bills kind of just keep the run game to a minimum on what as well, and then yeah, make Zach Wilson beat you. And now I'm excited to see what they do with Naeem Hines. Can, Me too. I have, oh, yeah. I have no idea. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna be I'm not even gonna be, I'm gonna be at the Patriots game, but I'll be watching the Jets game on my Jets Bills game on my computer. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna see be excited what they do with the Naeem Hines. So with that being said, Anthony, we're gonna get into our final aspect of the show, and I appreciate everyone that has tuned in via Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Obviously, we'll be back next Wednesday recapping the Bills versus the Jets, and then. Previewing the Bills versus the Vikings matchup, which is going to be an exciting preview next week. So, you guys do not want to miss that. But, game predictions. So, Anthony, what is
1: your final score and who do you got winning? So, we scored 27 last week. I think ultimately we got to put up at least 35, but I want to go ahead and say a montage number, you know, to pay homage to him. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 42 to 13. Oh and God. that's just that's just because you know the Jazz will score a touchdown. They will, but then they're gonna kick a couple of field goals, they're gonna throw a bunch of interceptions. I think ultimately 42 to 13 is what I like for this Bills team because, hey, as you said, they don't have a good taste in their mouth, they feel a little sour. They're competitors, they want to play much better, and they got a chance to do that against a far inferior team to them. So I like 42 to 13. Pete, what do you got?
0: I got. I got the Bills going 31, so I think they get to 31. I think they get past the 30. Um, I think the Jets have a good enough defense to keep this close for a little while. But then I got the, the Jets having 13. I think it's a 31-13. I don't think offensively the Jets are um, – especially with the loss of Brees Hall and the lack of uh, passing games. Yeah, that's a they, tough
1: uh, loss, man. The loss, loss of Brees
0: Hall, the lack of consistency, and the turnover prone we've seen from Zach Wilson, especially last week, doesn't give me a lot of um, – like benefit for the Jets. There's nothing much I can do there with, I think 13 points might be generous. The Packers scored 17 points. I think the Packers have a better offense. The chiefs scored 20 points against this bill's defense. That's only seven more points than the am giving the jets here. Yeah. The touchdown, I'm giving the jets one less touchdown than the chiefs, which is the grand scheme of things. Not a lot. I think potential of Trey white coming back would be awesome. I think they sat him out. I totally would not be against that, but they could see Trey white. Pory Moano, like I said, something to monitor this week. They both play great they don't play. It makes it a little more dicey, I would say, if Poyer and Milano don't play. But I still think the Bills can um, can take care of business. So I got 31-13. You had 42-13. So you get an, 42, extra, 13. You got an extra 11 points. Seth's to make coming, up for that 10.5-point spread this week, guys, don't worry. Seth's coming in 38-18 to 18 Buffalo I like Bills. It. I like That's a lot of points. It's tough to score 38 points in the NFL. I think we've kind of forgotten about that in the high 30s. Yeah, Against it anybody, it it's not that easy. It really isn't. Um, there's not a lot of time in the game. Um, and whatever the score is, the Bills could get to the bench. But I think 31 is a fair point. 31-13. And, guys, I appreciate everyone tuning in. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the breakdown of the trade deadline. Naim Hines, Dean Marlowe. We talked about Isaiah Hodgins. We gave you our precautions player of the game. And then we previewed the Jets-Bills contest. Anthony. Once again, my man, appreciate you coming on the show. Where can everyone find your show, and where can everyone find your social media?
1: Of course, I'm on Twitter at God, and I also have a Facebook page, which is just simply Sauced God. You'll see my logo, of me sitting there like this. But every Friday night, Pete, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the Built-in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, we have the sit-down, which kind of gets you guys ready for that weekend start as we get ready for the Buffalo Bills game, whether it be Sunday Monday doesn't matter, we we'll get you guys prepared for it. So, of course, every Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the sit down. And again, Peter, thank you for having me on tonight, brother. It's always, always an honor to come on and talk with you.
0: Of course, my man, you're welcome back anytime, guys. Breaking tables is tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Uh, tamponade and epic B will give you guys some fun laughs, it makes your ears wet. I think that's what they say. Um, all that fun jazz. So, have fun with that. Like Anthony said, to sit down, you said 7 p.m. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Um, Anthony, we. Do you have anybody coming on, or is it just you on Friday?
1: Uh, I believe my buddy Connor Mahady will be filling in for Montage this week, who is a big-time so, Bills fan. He's down nice. there in Florida, so I, I actually awesome. look forward to having him on. Yeah, there.
0: we'll get to listen to him because Lance is uh, – Yeah, because Montage
1: with, is going to have dinner with, with his wife.
0: So, guys, don't listen to – whatever Lance says on in the BS. next week. Yeah, don't listen to him. Lance doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter. I will follow you back. I'll put out my Picasso's Play of the Game clip for me and Anthony on Twitter tomorrow. Guys, this comes out tomorrow morning in podcast form. Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. If you missed the show, or if you don't, if you don't want to listen to podcast, you can rewatch it. Um, Built in Buffalo, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. New YouTube channel, guys. Go to Twitter. Go to Built in Buffalo. If you want to win a Thurman Thomas, Eric Molds mini helmet sign. because who doesn't want to win that? Go to the Built in Buffalo Twitter. It's pinned on Twitter right now. I think the contest ends Saturday. I'm pretty sure it ends Saturday. Go on the Twitter account, listen to what the instructions tell you to do, because I think it tells you. I think you gotta, I think you gotta retweet something. You gotta subscribe to the new YouTube channel. So I know you guys, are whoever listening on YouTube right now, so go follow the new YouTube channel. Only also almost at 200 subscribers. We're gonna the live shows will eventually get to the new YouTube channel once we get enough uh, subscribers. But yeah, do that, guys, and you will have a chance, and you'll be entered into a contest to win an Eric Molds and Thurman Thomas. Signed how I mean, Anthony, I don't think we can win. I think Lance somebody asked it's all Dave, right. Man, I'll live with my up.
1: other signed stuff and all yeah, that. they said no, and it. I was like, Dave, what is this? So,
0: yeah, if you guys want to win uh Eric Mullis, Thurman Thomas signed mini helmet, make sure you follow Bill and Buffalo on Twitter. Um, the tweet is pinned on our Twitter account, and you guys follow that instructions and you get a chance to win a nice little uh cool prize. So good luck to everyone in that contest, and we'll be back next Wednesday podcast for him tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter. He was the Sauce God. I'm Peter DiBiase. We'll be back next week. Go Bills. Go Bills, baby.